This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The following podcast contains violent scenes, hard drug use, scenes of a sexual nature and flashing images. Now, there's none of that. It does, however, feature strong language. So if you're listening with small children, kindly tell them to... The dickheads. You're listening to the Scarf Bagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Somebody in the way, Balling. Having got in way of the attempted clearance. Jim Gannon. Oh, great flick on by Alan Armstrong. Oh, oh, what a beauty! Oh, what a beauty! I wasted all my life for that! What a screamer! An absolute screamer! Hello and welcome to the podcast that raises far more questions than it answers. This is the Scarpagara War with me, Nick Lee. Now before we get cracking, Jesus turned water into wine. That's nothing. I've seen this man turn water into gravy. It's Rush Johnson. How are you? You alright? Right? Yeah, I'm good mate, I'm good. Yeah, second, second week in a row. Yeah, in the county arms. Yeah. We thought we, should, we, stayed, we stayed for extra time, didn't we? Actually, we got a bit of a lock-in, <laughs> didn't, didn't we? Didn't we? <laughs> it got, got to the stage where my missus didn't want me like, walking the streets. Really? So she's like, I've sent you 20 quid for an Uber. <laughs> I was like, oh, bus, pocket the 20 quid. <laughs> Jobs are good then. I'm, I'm up. So what have we got coming up tonight, mate? Big one tonight, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a big one. Bit of a bumper episode. First, we've got the lads from Notts County Talk, Tom and George. Welcome, boys. Yeah, mate, thanks for having us on. No worries. So we'll talk about the match on Saturday, um, get into that for a bit. Uh, and then uh, around quarter two, and we're going to have to break for this, so it's, it's new territory for us. Uh, we've got Steve Bellis coming on um, to talk all things county. So we've got your questions. We've got a list of things to ask him. Uh, so we'll spend... I don't know, an hour with Steve Bellis. Um, so we're really excited about that and hopefully we'll make it a regular thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so should we just get into the match on Saturday then? Um, two counties, count, our county versus Knotts. Um, I guess the first thing is we, we saw your replay. You, know, you got a replay against uh, Tamworth. I say you yeah. got a replay. They probably got a replay. You, you, yeah, you, you obviously. You have to it. suffer the indignity of a replay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the open question is, how have you been playing, and how has it, how has it started for you this season? Oh, I think we've lost George. <laughs> is that annoying? He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> how have you been playing? <laughs> Fuck! <off. Yeah. laughs> I feel like every week. 
too painful to talk about. To be honest, I, this season's as odd as you can get. Like, we've been terrible pretty much half the season. The other half we've been fantastic. I, I, we, were, we were shocking against Tamworth in the first game Saturday. Brilliant against them yesterday. But we, we can't put our finger on. There's no consistency anywhere on the pitch. We've got players that should be playing really well that aren't performing. We've got players that you expect to be sort of fringe players. Adam Chickson, who's uh, a fullback playing at centre-back in a back three, is turned out as one of the best players. I, I can't really put my finger on anything this season, if I'm honest with you. Talking in there, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much, yeah. I mean, I watched your uh, post-match reaction for your Tamworth game on... I don't know, well, I can't remember when I watched it, but you were, I think you were there after the match and you just... Mm. I could just tell you were downbeat, and you know we've been there this season. Uh, is is that really what it's like? Is the well, it's it's like I don't know. I let you, I let you have a, a speak in a set, George. But yeah, I guess has arrived. I've just got to, just got to nip out because our guest has arrived. But if, do you want to take this? You're in safe hands, lads. Carry on, crack on. It's Saturday. We're playing Tamworth away. You know, we we've just we've had three games where we've lost. We then go and beat you over the way. Probably performance this season, would you say, George? You over the way? Yeah, best 90 minutes for sure. I know we can't rate Tamworth down. And I all respect the Tamworth. I doubt there's any Tamworth fans watching this. When we when we replayed them last night, they were terrible. And, and we couldn't break them down at all mm. on Saturday, which is, a, which is a massive worry for me. It's similar to when we when we were in National League North with Tamworth, and we had a few cup games against top-end National League sides. And it was the same. They struggled to break us down. I think... National League, you, you kind of uh, you kind of expect it to be, but some well organised teams there. And it, but it, it is infuriating when clubs like ours have spent the money we have, and then mm. to just be struggling against sides of that ilk, it's infuriating, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. The annoying thing, I, I think, for Knots as well, from a personal perspective, is it's games like that that I think the teams struggle to get up for. You know, we're we're sort of expected to win, and teams that I mean we should really be rolling over fairly simply like we did last night. Um, it's where we seem to to struggle, but like games like Saturday, games that the players really relish and seem to to turn up for on such a, a, a good level. Like we'll see, for me personally, I think we'll see a good performance on Saturday, but there just seems to be inconsistencies because I feel like the players struggle to get up for certain games. That's what I feel like it is. So, so in terms of Saturday, then, what are the expectations? What What are you expecting to see Saturday afternoon? I think the next three games. So we've got we've got Stockport Saturday, Bromley at home Tuesday, Grimsby away on the following Saturday. These are we've been saying that on our podcast for a while. These three games fail to win. I'd say already the automatics looking pretty bleak. Um, but Saturday, Saturday for not as I think after. One win in four, I think we've, we've got a win. And like George said, we turn up against against the bigger sides. Wrexham, we went to Wrexham. Birchnell drops, Cal Robertson, Ruben Rodriguez, plays a completely new formation and sh- should really have won, I think, don't you, George? Yeah, yeah, we was, we was doing really well on the counter, which is like a style we've never really seen as play under Birchnell. So there's just that area of unpredictability about knots at the minute, especially with some players last night. Uh, Frank Vincent makes his, his first start for knots. Um, he's best player on the pitch so there's there's just so many layers to the squad and different formations that we could play yeah. but you never know which knots are turning up so yeah exactly this there's, there's just it's difficult it's, it's difficult to judge how it's going to pan out mm, definitely 
Have you? Which ones have you been through? Have you done? Who should we look out that, for? Yeah, no, that was expectations for Saturday. Oh right, yeah. oh right. So okay. Um, so in terms of the squad, then I mean, you, you mentioned before that some fringe players had performed well, your big players hadn't. Um, yep. who, who, without giving too much away, because we'll just go and tell Rusk who, who, <laughs> who, who should we look out for on Saturday. I'm sure he's done his own homework. To be fair. <laughs> 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 For me, the obvious one, I think, if, if you look at it, even from the outside looking, is Ruben Rodriguez. Um, he's had interest from higher up the pyramid, we found out this week. Um, in League One, yeah. Uh, he's on fire at the minute, and he's he's sort of playing like a number 10, but he seems to be providing goals. He's not the tallest of, of players. He's, he's getting up for headers. He can regain possession. He's, he's everything you want from a player. He's, he's really great, isn't he, Tom? Yeah, yeah, he's, our, he's definitely one of our favourites. Cal Roberts, 50-50, pulled up with a hamstring injury against Tamworth. Yeah, um, wasn't in, Didn't actually pull it. I think he's, it felt felt a bit of tightness in it, which isn't isn't too bad. But I think Kyra Mitchell scored two last night. It's 11 and a half games before he managed to get his first. We signed him from Chesterfield for 15,000 as our like, marquee sign, and then Chesterfield go and spend 250,000 on a striker. Um Few knots fans were saying, like put put a few bets on that Mitchell will score more than Tashamanga this season. Not gone right. But he scored two last night and there were two very good goals as well. Twenty five yards and then a nice header. So I'd say he would probably start on Saturday, I think. We know what's happening Saturday now, don't we? That's Pretty it. much, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Just our crowd, we're, we're, I've heard rumours, and I, I, well, maybe someone can confirm it. I don't know. But, <laughs> but we, we, we've, we've sold 1,800 approximately tickets. That's good. Yeah. Um, that's more than we took to Halifax, to be fair. I mean, what was it, Halifax? 900, was it, to Halifax? Something like that. So we're, we're going to bring a few. We'll make a lot of noise. Um, is there a chance that you could get on your players' back if it doesn't go to plan early on? your crowd because it'll be a big crowd from your side as well i'm guessing will it yes it's been about home fans been about five and a half this season mm. maybe touching six in a maybe a couple of games but yeah it's it's, it's balancing out the expectation you know at the start of the season when you beat we beat barnet five nil opening day and even the second game of the season where we played torquay and they go down to 10 men and they're not still fall behind the crowd can turn pretty easily um, but I think now they've realised that this league, I think we've, we thought we were going to walk at least top three this season. But now they know the league's a bit a bit more, well, it's very competitive this year. I think they're giving them a bit more leeway, to be fair. I do think that. As well, quite recently, like a few weeks ago, we had a fans forum where uh, fans could go and ask questions to the club captain, manager and assistant uh, manager. And... The manager was sort of saying, you know, give the players time. If, if the game's going slow and it's not going their way, try and get behind them. And I do feel like that has changed things a little bit. I don't know if Tom will agree with me, but it does sort of feel like the fans have got a little bit more time for the players if it's not quite going their way. Instead of getting onto them, we're getting behind them a little bit more. So I do feel like that has changed a little bit, if, if I'm honest. But, you know, it's it's not unheard of for us to, to be getting on our players' backs mm. fairly quickly if things aren't going too well. Yeah. I think to say taking about 1,800... Yeah, I, so I far. Think, yeah. I think you'll do well to beat the Wheelstone fans, to be fair. They were the best fans I've seen in Medal Lane. Honestly, they, they bought about... How many did you reckon they bought? 100? 75? I can't remember that. It, it, they was, were, yeah, it was unbelievable. Outsung the whole of Medal Lane. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that. The best fans I've seen. <laughs> they were class. 
to be fair, Stamford brought, I, I don't know, 200, 250 to us on Saturday, and they made some noise, didn't they, as well? So, uh, yeah, Tam, yeah, Tamworth were five. I was just going to say, five, four, five, four, one four. last night. Yeah, they, they made some was, noise as well, didn't they? Yeah, they were good. Yeah, very good. Right, good stuff. Cheers, gents. Um, good luck. Oh, well, is it good luck on Saturday? Mm, probably not. I was going to say you might see us in Hooters, but we're all allowed near actual women, so we won't be in there. <laughs> In fact, are you going on Saturday? No, I'm not going. Oh Saturday, no, you're doing no. the you're doing the. Uh, yeah, I'm going on I'm doing everything. Yeah, Saturday. I'm going on Saturday. I'm staying over in Nottingham on Saturday night. So nice. Uh, so I'm not going to Hooters or anything. I'm staying with family. So just right. going to put that out there. Go I'll be I'll be in Chiquitos or whatever it is uh, <laughs> at about nine o'clock. <laughs> the classic <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> right, brilliant. Cheers, gents. Cheers for that. And we'll return the favour if you want on either on your show or later on in the season when we play each other again down at Edgeley yeah, Park. Sure. Yeah. yeah, no worries. Cheers, gents. Cheers, guys. Take care, guys. There well, we go. So, that was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. Bit of early, bit of bonus chit-chat. I yeah. I find that's the best kind. And I've lined up some Bolton, a Bolton podcast as well for the Bolton match, which I'm sure we'll cover today. clubs. Like, they'll have experience of being in European football and everything. We can uh, tap in to get yeah. prepared for when we're there. Yes. <laughs> Our guest tonight will be instantly recognisable to all of you. If he's not, may we humbly suggest this isn't the show for you. We're talking to you, doggers. Do you see the dogging thing online? Oh, yeah, I did see yeah, the dogging yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird, yeah just, do you know about that, Steve? No, I'm concerned Right, right well, yeah, well, well, maybe we discussed that yeah, first. Just don't go on the Cheatland <laughs> car park. And you'll be <laughs> <all right. laughs> now, my missus referred to him as the one with the pig, which is ironically what she gets called by the neighbours. <laughs> they, they just don't like my sweet style or anything about me as a person. It's a pleasure and a privilege to have with us, Steve Bellis. How are you doing, mate? Very well, thank you. Thanks for the invite. Good. Nice to be no here. Thank you. It's good to have you here. Should Very we? impressed with surrounding. I was going right, to say, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, just his little project, this, isn't it? The county arms. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. impressive. We've got several ex-players just living behind there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he built it. <laughs> um, before we start, do you want a drink? Because you literally come in, sat down. Do you want me to do you a drink or anything? Is there anything you want? A glass of water. A glass of water. Yeah. I'll go and get... Do you want... What do you want? Have a little beer. The beer's there. Is one of Sam Walker's Heineken still there? Oh, the egg. They all went. They all went. Right. Okay, anything soft. I will get you a soft drink. Thank Do you want you. to carry on? And I'll, yeah. I'll get some drinks. So how's it going? It's good. Broadly, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, generally, I, I can honestly say, I've, and I've, as you know, I've been around the club a fair while, uh, and we've seen the good times, and we've seen the not-so-good times. But I don't think I've ever been as excited or positive about what lies ahead. Mm. And, of course, I'm privileged because I'm on the inside, so yeah. I see what's coming. Yeah. I know what's going on. But yeah, really, really excited about uh, the future. Uh, probably not been as excited since when Br Brendan arrived and yeah. he settled in and we realised he wasn't really going to put an Asda. Yeah. <laughs> we got over that bit. I think I I'm much. I'm more infused now than I was then, which is saying something because I was pretty excited then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm easily excited, by the way. Because I mean, it has been, just been, it's been like an 18-month whirlwind of mainly, obviously there's one bit of news that kind of divided people that I'm sure we'll slightly touch on later. Yeah. But um, other than that, it's just, you know, and I think COVID helped so much just in terms of all the work that went on in the stadium just accelerated. It did. It's funny, that one, because, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't literally not buy a football club at a worse time mm. just before a pandemic. Yeah. And Mark uh, certainly could have been forgiven for saying, listen, there's no income coming in now mm. for the foreseeable future. 
I'm going to hold back on some of these uh, developments that are promised. Uh, but actually, he, he did the opposite and took the opportunity because there was nobody in the stadium to crack on with the development. Uh, and, and obviously, there's a lot more to come. But I think what's been achieved in those 18 months, thank you, uh, is remarkable. And I think it's testament to the guy himself uh, and his attitude. I mean, I was very lucky to be involved in that process of Mark getting involved with the club. All right. Uh, because at, at the time, I was on the board and uh, most of the new uh, potential owners, because once we'd got the club stable uh, and sustainable, then we started to attract interest from uh, various places. Most of them <laughs> fall down at the first hurdle. <laughs> proof of funds. As soon yeah. as you say proof of funds, it's amazing how many people go quiet. There wasn't someone in, in like a, a pair of glasses and a big nose that looked like Tony Evans. <laughs> <laughs> It reminded me of Jim Melrose. Funny. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, it, and you, of course you get away with it. But then the, we had three genuine, uh, or what we perceived to be genuine, uh, shows of interest. Mark being one, uh, the uh, Vincent Company. Oh, right. That, okay. You know, that was, we had several meetings with him. Right. That, that was interesting. And then we had a late bid come in uh, from another party. And that, that we weren't as convinced by that. And to be honest with you, we'd all met Mark separately and we'd all come away or, or in twos depending on who was around at the time and we'd all come away with the same impression and, and the words were mind blown yeah. because to meet somebody i mean it's, you need luck don't you sometimes mm -hmm. and you never quite know who you're going to attract but to get somebody who is local and, and get somebody who actually his interest in the club hadn't come from a commercial aspect it had come from the community aspect he wanted a genuine community club and he'd looked around and looked at places and heard things but it, stop and the other thing that really attracted him was the fan the fan base and, and how resilient the fans are and what was it <laughs> even Mark, i was looking across him against Wrexham, and you could tell that even that was way above what he anticipated you could just see it. if had the whole team uh, behind the scenes that were sat there you could see them i mean the hairs on my neck up just thinking about uh, that second half because it was real county yeah, yeah that was it uh, and you know it's been a while yeah. uh, because of covid and and everything else so yeah it, it's a very exciting time and i i just think we're very lucky we're blessed there's a lot of clubs at the minute who'll be you know looking at their profit and loss and wondering how they're going to survive whereas we're like plowing on with investments and as i say the future knowing what's coming uh, it it's no wonder I get excited. Because mm. even going into, I, you look at most football clubs that get taken over and you look at the statement that they bring out and straight away you can pick holes in it. But in our case, we, we were surprised, weren't we? Because we were on the way to recording here and about 10 minutes before and the yeah. takeover got announced. Like, oh shit, got some work to completely, do. Com <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely messed up our show. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to talk about the Dorking debate. <laughs> we were well excited for that. Um but yeah, straight away, it was just everything you saw in that, that statement, his interview and everything, you just thought, yeah, yeah, it's for the right reasons. Of course, another thing is, as if you remember who the board were at the time, there was myself, mm. John Kieran, yeah. you know, County Daft. Uh, <laughs> we'd had uh, uh, George Hudson, of course, involved. Yeah. You know, George, County through and through. It was me and him that came back at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. remember, uh, yeah. Back in 14. Post McKnight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I got the job of getting rid of uh, Ryan, so... I, yeah, so it's, it's you, that, you, you felt really bad actually because he bought me a pint. Oh, I know what we're here for, and he bought me a bit. I felt really I should have got that, and I'm not tight, it's just oh. I didn't get a chance. Yeah, oh. but uh, but we had Richard Park 
county through and through, Gary Burton, county yeah. through and through. So we were never going to, having done the hard work yeah. of turning it round, making it sustainable, and having the fantastic support of sponsors and the, the supporters, we were never going to then drop ourselves <laughs> right back in it by handing it over to some charlatan yeah. that we didn't trust. So as much as you can do, due diligence, we did. Uh, but even we were gobsmacked, and all we just kept saying was, this has got to go through. This is the best thing that could ever happen to our football club. And um, I was just pleased for all those fans that have suffered and all those kids who've not seen much success, yeah. who now really have an opportunity. And while you can never guarantee anything in football, there's a real opportunity now for this club to, yeah. to kick on. Yeah. What I think we should... Well, well, we're on the... We touched on the community aspect of it. Because obviously there's been talk, I say from our blog, but we've done nothing towards it. <laughs> who, who wrote the blog about the family loan? Oh, it's uh, Adam Sundle. I guess I guess that's kind of the catalyst of why you're here. Yeah. So, and we wanted to cover that. What, what I wanted to do actually is is start with, I wanted to actually start with the first team and then maybe work our way out to Academy Ladies Colts and try and cover it all eventually yeah. if you'll come back and, because we can't, can't get through it all in one night, obviously. Listen, I, <laughs> talking counties, what I, what I do yeah. uh, all day Good. Quite <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was never going to go well when I came back to the club but so yeah I I, <laughs> I want to get the, the message out because it's very easy it's easy for me because I'm on the inside yeah. all I can yeah. tell you and this is hand on heart and I've got you know I've got some background with this you remember when uh, South Sharks came in mm. and then within six to eight months six of the most senior people at the football club had left and that's because we could see what was going to happen the investment was not going to be in the football club. Now, if you think that I'm, I would hang around <laughs> at a football club that we've just spent all those years rebuilding, if I didn't think it was going to go the right way, I wouldn't do it because life's not long enough. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to be part of it. It's the absolute opposite of that. So I'll, I'm, I want to share what's going on with you. And the good thing about Mark is he lets you share it. Mm. Uh, and in fact, he does it himself. In fact, sometimes you have to gag Mark because <laughs> yeah. he will tell you everything before he's just discussed it with the council, before he's taken it to his uh, management team, because he just wants to share, because he's passionate about yeah. it and excited about it as well. So listen, I'll come back as often as you want without obviously boring everything to death. <laughs> I don't think uh, there's any... And we can talk about <laughs> everything, you know, yeah, whatever it is that's gone in the past. I'm happy to discuss anything at all. Okay, so if we if we just have a chat about the, the family lounge and the, the kids the kids club as as, it, as, it, yeah. as, as I see it. So Adam wrote the article, got it got a lot of interest on, on, on online. I think you saw, I think you saw some of the comments. Yes. Uh, we, we contacted the co-op and then obviously then you contacted us. What is happening with the family lounge? Just to reassure people. Right. I mean, first of all, it, it's, it was quite easy to do what we were doing over the last, before pre-mark. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of space there. Uh, we were given, we were getting so much interest from the supporters, but everything was done on a budget. Because clearly we didn't have that. So we, we were trying to make it sustainable. We weren't spending money that, that we didn't have. Yeah. Uh, but the premise was that we always wanted to protect what we were doing. I mean, we brought back the school healthy living presentations alongside all the other fantastic work that the community trust us. And we wanted to build on it. So when Mark came in and his team, one of the things that really impressed us was his enthusiasm for growing that. So in the, an example in the past, and I, I had this battle all the way through the 90s, uh, We'd, be, we'd get the schools involved, and then I'd get Brendan or uh, Gary Glendening saying to me, don't give away any more tickets. You're giving away too many tickets. This is money you're giving away. So it's not money we're giving away. The empty seats we're giving away mm. and the secondary spend on programmes and 
This is the Scarf Bagara War, a Stockport County fan-created podcast, blog, YouTube live show and website. Find us at thescarfbagarawar.co.uk. For county fans, by county fans. You know, food, and not that the food was very good at the time, but the cake, etc., etc., will more than make up for that. And it was a battle. Um, to be fair, they backed it. Brendan backed it. Uh, but you still have the odd battle. Uh, because they they perceived it as well. What if they were going to come anyway? Well, they weren't. Mm. You know, it, some were a small percentage. Some will always abuse it. The refreshing thing about uh, when Johnny Vaughan and Dave Ansell came in, they said, "Right, we want to turbocharge this." So I don't. We don't want to see empty seats. So if you want to give away three thousand, yeah. give away three thousand, because we believe in what's going forward. We've seen what it's done in the past. Look at the crowds we've got now. We missed a generation with sales sharks, yeah. which, which really irks with me because it's you know it's a missed opportunity. But we're rebuilding that now, uh, and I think what we're probably guilty of, if anything, is not sharing the plans because the club wants to be professional in everything it does. So sometimes I'm dead eager to say, shoot, shoot, "Let's tell the fans <laughs> about this now," and now let's do it at the right time when we know it's it's done the right way. And I can sit here and assure you that. The plans now are far greater than anything we've ever had. The only problem we've got, we actually couldn't find a room for the fans because there'll be too many of them. Yeah. Right. You cannot yeah. find a room there. If we're inviting 3,000 kids, that either means, or 2,000 kids, that either means just giving 500 or something a nice privilege yeah. and upsetting the other 2,500. Yeah. So what we've done, we've concentrated on working on the experience in the stadium. So there's an area you'll notice that's been developed in the Cheedland, yes. which has the big picture where the uh, kids can sit yeah, on the yeah, wall. So, yeah, yeah. The tuck shop, of course, is still there. Yeah. Key to that are Ian Butterworth, Brendan Brenda, Williams. Yeah. They've been behind 40 years of doing this for nothing. And I've worked with them. And again, in the past, we've had battles with the club and I've always been on their side. They used to get me drunk on a Thursday night. <laughs> uh, we used to have these meetings <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> oh, and no. used to get a load of beers down me, uh, me and Chris Jolly. And then the next morning, I'd get this like list. <laughs> what you've been agreed to. <laughs> And then have to face the board and say, uh, I've said we'll do this with the supporter, which didn't always go down well. Uh, but Ian and Brenda have been involved with this right from the start. So when we have the meetings with uh, Olivia, Rick Simkin, Johnny Vaughan, Dave Ansell, straight away it's Ian Butterworth, Brenda, and, and Jamie, aka Vernon, who are involved in that. So so they're happy with what's going on and that and that because the new owners are not gonna get everything right. Mm, Nobody course, gets yeah, everything yeah. right. So that the, the, and part of my role is actually to protect the club's DNA. And if there's something that's clearly going the wrong way, yeah. sort of mark the card early so you don't attract unnecessary criticism. Yeah, yeah. And what's actually going to happen with the juniors? That because of the issues we've had, everybody's having with supply, uh, shipping, and so on and so forth. We've ordered a huge marquee that's going to cover that big area at the back of the together stand. Right. So that's the family stand. Yeah. Uh, at the minute, it's an open piece of tarmac, and there's been some uh, graffiti on the wall. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not like, like kill, kill the pig or, <laughs> <laughs> or this or whatever. So we've done. So there's a whole marquee going over there, right? Uh, to make that a real family area that can have a lot of people. We sell beer there now for the adults. I'm changing stand. I think. Yeah, <laughs> so yellow block will get a lot noise. Yeah. <laughs> months to come. Uh, and there's going to, I mean, already you'll, the children that have been there have noticed that we're paying for face painters, balloon artists. And the idea is to bring that experience closer to the, the ground, so yeah. close to the pitch, uh, but to be able to accommodate all these 
young people that we're bringing in, which will be in far greater numbers than we had before. So we literally haven't got the facility to put that number of people in without alienating a load of new people. On, on the back of that, the Junior Supporters Club itself, which, again, has always run, it's always been operated hand-to-mouth. Mm. The tuck shop and various other things and a, uh, a few donations here and there have kept Tina and Brenda going. You know, we've and help from par fits with selection boxes at Christmas, and right? That type of thing. It, it's never really had the backing that it deserves until now. And again, what hasn't been announced yet, but it's coming up, is that we've really professionalized and modernized what's going to happen to that junior supporters club. So there's now three categories. It was all very age specific and age relevant, yeah. Because yeah. uh, in the past, we have been guilty sometimes of treating. You know, eight-year-olds the same as 14-year-olds which is you know (laughs) these days so there's like a a naught to five category where because of if you if you get a a child the first thing you want to do for your county fan is get them signed up yeah Yeah. i cheated here of course because i've got the record it'll never be beaten my daughter will always be the youngest ever registered fan and that's because my girlfriend at the time we didn't marry was having a cesarean and I was the membership secretary of the support of the club and the supporters club. Okay. So I had two forms done, one for a boy, one for a girl. <laughs> and all I was interested in when that stomach was split, slit, <laughs> was which one it was. So I could fill that form in. You say you're divorced, aren't you? I didn't actually marry her, but that didn't last long either. Right, okay. If I'm honest. So within... I need to go home and get my go bag and my pajamas and slippers. Never mind that. I need a membership form. Within five seconds, I'd registered Ashling. As the youngest supporter, right, and that can't be beaten now unless another cesarean comes along. Oh, and, I need to get this, they they could right. get a steal because they'll know the these days they'd know the, the sex of the baby. Yeah, the yeah, of, the baby. of course they would. Yeah, yeah. Well, these days maybe they wouldn't know the gender of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, don't, don't strike, don't strike. No, uh, we're inclusive, we're inclusive. Yeah. That's all right. But yeah, so, uh, the, so there's a package for naught to five where that any kid now that comes along that's born gets that she gets a ted they get a teddy and a, a little pack so a little thing for them but it's the the six to twelve and the twelve to eighteen yeah they're gonna get packed so if you're a junior supporters sorry if you're a junior season ticket holder you get this as part of your season ticket package yeah and that's right season ticket yeah. holders you know should get the extra benefits and what's in that is so professional so nicely done and it's worth a lot more then you would be charged for it. So people who want to join who don't want to be a scene ticket holder, there's a £10 charge. But the actual value of the merchandise you get is way over that. I was going to say, because my lad is, has been enrolled automatically. He's 13, he's a season ticket holder. I think it was 50 quid for a season ticket. Yes. And the items that I saw on the list, I was thinking, what's, I'm not saying it's near 50 quid, but it's... Yeah, I'm just thinking. And again, good. this is why one thing that did make me chuckle... Uh, on the criticism, not that criticism doesn't make me chuckle generally, but <laughs> was when people mentioned club making profit. Mm. Trust me, there's no area of that football club at the minute making profit, mm. and that's not what it's about. Mm. They would not be doing packages that are costing the club 20-odd pounds and giving them away and selling for 10 mm. if it was about profit. That's not what it's about. And as Marcus said himself, he's put £6 million into this football club already at a time when there's been no income. Yeah. So I think you can put a line through that. And now, I'm not an apologist for anybody. As I said before, if I thought that this wasn't genuine, it wasn't sincere, and there was some underlying plan here, uh, I wouldn't be there. But it's not that. It's the opposite. And that's why sometimes the, when I see the criticism, it hurts me because I think, I can't believe you're saying that because, you know, 
it's the opposite, the complete opposite of what is really happening. We should yeah. see some of the criticism we get on here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the, the, the actual blog itself, Adam didn't, didn't put it out as critical. He just, he, he, I don't know if you read it, but he said, did, he, yeah. he said it about he, it's a good way of bringing the kids in. That's how he started. That's how a lot of kids started. Yes. Um, and then I got some feedback. I, I, I mean, there was loads of people on Facebook replying, but I did get some some direct feedback saying, but the way it was before, people could go there on a cold, like, December, Tuesday yeah. night, and they could be warm inside, and and, and the, the managers would come through and the players that weren't playing. Is all that still in? The... Yes, yeah, so we, clearly we can't get away from the fact that in November and January, yeah. it is going to be cold. <laughs> yeah. Although, again, yeah, they're not going to... We've discussed this, the possibility of heating under that marquee. It's not so bad on clearly in the uh, cheat land because yeah. that's all undercovered. Uh, but we want them to have a positive experience. But you also remember they're then going to sit in a seat yeah, uh, for the, yeah. the game and, and we'll be exposed to the elements. But it's about enriching the experience and modernising what we're doing. Mm. So instead of, to be fair, they came into the room and they were warm. Sometimes the bar was open, sometimes it wasn't. Yeah. Yes, the, player, the non-playing players would wander through. And the manager would wander through on his way to doing the corporate. So, non-playing players going along with the kids, absolutely, yeah, definitely difficult with the manager because he can't go logistically. To, yeah, yeah, logistically. yeah. it's only logistics. There's no lack of willingness, yeah. yeah, to do that. But instead of just being in there and uh, and you know parents having a drink and nothing really happening, now we've got the face painters, the yeah. balloon artists, the the undercover. The, the, the big picture that you can sit in front of. We've still got the tuck shop that the kids have got. That's still there. Vernon will be in and around. And yeah. so we've actually added to it, not taken away. The only thing they've lost, I suppose, is temporarily the heating. Yeah. Uh, but again, it, we, we couldn't do that now anyway because of the numbers that we're looking at inviting through the community trust work, which, as you know, it yeah. rightly wins awards. Mm. And also the work being done in the schools on the, the Healthy Living Programme, which the trust are now going to be delivering so yeah I, I, and i didn't read it i didn't read it negatively i read it as yeah i can see why you're saying that mm. that's why i wanted to come on because if people know the, the truth behind it yeah it's not negative mm. it's actually the complete opposite mm. there's investment going into it to enrich the experience of the children yeah. that's very exciting to see what can be done with backing i mean because i mean i that's how i got into counter mainly the free tickets yeah. coming into schools and what have you I and mean, i'm still there now so imagine, what, yeah. not as in I've died. I got brought along. Living talk I got brought along by my stepdad. who was a hooligan. So that's how I got into it. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So and, and now you're throwing chairs around in a number <laughs> of towns and cities in, in Great Britain. No, he wasn't a hooligan. I'm only joking. Well, actually, when I um, came back uh, in 2014, I was in the Finger Post, which is not unusual. And, uh, <laughs> there's a group of lads there, a group of great lads, county fans, Gareth Eccleston's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, team the McNally's and the usual crowd and they were talking and they were just saying that I think there were 12 of them and 11 of them had come through the free ticket scheme right and are now bringing their kids yeah, yeah. and that's what Mark believes in that's what the whole club believes in and that's why we're turbocharging that so instead of worrying about you know will they have paid if no if there's 5,000 seats fill them yeah get the kids in and another thing, uh, it was interesting, I know we'll, we'll probably come on to it, but uh, we were sat there the other day and Robert Elston, the new chairman, was sat alongside me. And I actually know Robert of old uh, from my own business when he, from the time that he was at Everton. And he said, Steve, can you explain why do the players do that? And I, I said, well, do what? Could have been a number of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, it wasn't football related. I wouldn't have known the answer. But he said, they, they, they go at the end of the game and they get so far 
and then they clap the fans and then they step back. And one thing we all love are all those kids at the front banging mm. those hoardings. Yeah. Mark loves it. We all, the stewards do not stop them, believe them. <laughs> right. Because that's what we love. Good They're stuff. enjoying it. So what we want to do, we, I was talking to Simon Wilson about this on, on Robert's behalf last night, was get the players to go all the way. You know, Go right up to the kids. And I know it's been difficult in the last 18 months because of uh, the pandemic, but that's, you know. Yeah. Easing off. Easing off. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're trying to encourage that more, get more interaction. I mean, some players do it automatically, uh, but trying to get them all just to, to understand that you can really enrich that experience by just going those extra 20 yards. Yeah. And and ha having a few high fives. Uh, we can get you some of that alcohol gel as well. Just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards. Uh, but, yeah, so much thought is going into making it a better experience for kids and for me i think that's what i'm excited about because all the work we did in the 90s which was then very pioneering and others copied us they could never quite match what we did and i know that sounds like um they didn't have a kevin francis to bring into schools though did they well, that's, that's it. it uh you know kev was great because we always had him sat really low down <laughs> and the kids were always on the floor and then he stand imagine when he stood up. <laughs> i still gasp when he stands yeah. imagine what, what they would do but it, you know we were just ahead of the game and to, to have somebody come in now and I mean, sales charts wanted to charge a pound for the tickets. And I said, why? Well, if it's free, it's got no value. And I said, you're completely missing the point. The children that grow up in this town have really got three options. They've got the red team, yeah, the blue team or Stockport County. Yeah. What we need to do is remove any barrier and make sure the first place they come to is Edgley Park. Because if that's the case, we've got a damn sight more chance of keeping them. One pound is a barrier. If you've got three kids, that's three pounds. Yeah, you can go and get two pies uh, in stock at the pound bakery for that. It, it is something in the way, and for the sake of the pound, why? Yeah. When the children were going home from school, saying we can go to county, I've got a letter. We can go to county on Saturday, Mum, Dad. Oh, what about your brother and sister? Yeah, they can come too. Yeah. Well, how much is it? It's free, and it's free for you as well, Dad or, or Mum. Yeah. Uh, there's no barrier. How do they say no? And that's why the take up was so big. So that's what really irked me with sales chart. That's why I ended up uh, leaving at the time. This is the complete opposite. And then I say, hell with that. Let's just get two, three, four, however many thousand we can in and really build it for the future. Yeah, it's really short-sighted, isn't it? I'm surprised at that about sales charts because putting value on money, just money, mm. is short-sighted because the value the value comes in all shapes and, and, and sizes, doesn't it? So bringing them in for free, like you say, you get the monetary value of the extra bits that they spend, but they get the value of the experience, and then you, we get the long-term value when they come back. You don't, you don't see you don't see it now, but you see it. Yeah, yeah I understand the marketing thing. That if, it's, if something doesn't cost anything on paper, it has no value. I get that. Yeah, and I had a good chat at the time with Neil Davos about it, uh, but it didn't make sense because it was going to be a barrier. Mm. And the whole premise was, let's make sure there is nothing to stop them coming. And some families, I mean, uh, then now. If it's going to cost, you know, four pound, it's four pound, five pound. Mm. You know, at the minute there are people using food banks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, there's yeah. A, if there's a choice, so by taking that away uh, and making it uh, a situation where they can't really say no, that's what was successful. Mm. Why it was so successful, and that's why it will continue to be so. Good stuff. So I get. I mean, you've already proved your value to this podcast by coming on here and explaining some of this stuff. So. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, well, I really appreciate it. I understand yeah, it is. Yeah, the club don't want to just keep. <laughs> yeah, no. It's yeah, very professional now. And like people sometimes say, why don't we get the managers uh, interview out within minutes of the the game away from home? Mm. Uh, and I didn't know the answer, of course. So I asked, <laughs> and 
it's very easy just to throw it out there with somebody on, on a mobile phone yeah. and it's a bit shaky. The club wants a professional. Exactly, yeah. we, we, we're gearing up for the championship. So behind the scenes, that's all we think about. Let's get the club ready. Right. Training grounds ready. That Let's get this club in a situation whereby when we get there, the hard yards, the hard work has been done. Yeah. Uh, and whether that's overambitious, who knows? But the reality is everything that comes out, there's a, a brand team that obviously what we benefit from is Vita. Mark's company have a team of very, very talented people who do work for Vita, who then get dragged in <laughs> to doing it for Stockport. <laughs> and then actually find it more enjoyable to spend more time doing, doing it. <laughs> and the bug, honestly, when you go there to, to the officer, they're all like county daft. They all come to the game. They're really into it. And I think sometimes they've had to pull them back in again. Remember, you've got this Vita job to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, the business that makes money for the owner <laughs> also loses it. Yeah. Uh, but they've got these really talented people there and they want the same standards to apply to Stockport County that apply to Vita, which is why I get hauled into line and my program notes have had to change uh, because some things I would have written before. You're not starting any more rivalries now, then. Now <laughs> get sort of pull back a bit right it, it represents mark it, yeah. it, it's the, the face of him and everything that comes all the output from the club whatever it is they want it as professional as we can and i like that i, yeah. I think it's taken as yeah so if it means it comes out a bit later but it looks professional rather than somebody waving an arm about in front of a mobile phone i think it's the best way because you, you see the ones that even even clubs in the division below us national league north they're uploading even highlights that are just filmed on a phone yeah and it just just straight away you just think yeah. Basic. Well, the, the the highlight of last season on the streams, I think, was Maidenhead away, wasn't it? Where the man, I don't know if you saw the, the man. I, I, I was there. Unfortunately, so, did you stand under that telly that nearly fell off? That was about to fall off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think there's a hundred. Was it a hundred and fifty year? It was 150 year of bit of the stadium. It's the oldest. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so if you were there on the stream, the live stream, you you couldn't have written it. They were just about to do this unveiling, and the stream cut off. Yeah. Well, they're unveiling some plaque. Uh, just... And then they asked the manager, didn't they, who, who the best player in the world was. And the, the manager of, uh, who was it? Maidenhead. Yeah, the manager of Maidenhead said the best player in the world was Lionel Messi, which is like a hot take that we've yeah. never heard before. So you need a non-league manager to tell you that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think sometimes I think what, what's nice about the club as well, not just now but before, a lot of the clubs that we go to and then they come to us, because we're blessed with even pre-mark, given the standard we're at yeah the level we're at fantastic facilities yeah and a lot of the clubs used to come and be really shocked by how welcoming the club was because yeah. they expected a bit of arrogance or mm. you know yeah they'll be a bit of themselves because you know they used to be in the in the first division mm. uh, and in fact we're not like that at all so listen no airs and graces here you're gonna go and have a wonder and have a wonder and the amount of clubs that used to say to us, Brackley always remember, because the guy they walk, follows you around pouring brandy in your glass, whether you want it or not, because <laughs> you're chucking it in plants. You can't drive back. <laughs> uh, and he he used to say, I really want you to go out of this league because you don't deserve to be here. You shouldn't be here. You don't belong here. But I love you being here because we love coming to you. We love yeah. coming to your ground. It's a real day out. Uh, so we never we never look down on these clubs. And But we can be professional. And that's why we will be professional. Uh, and now everything, I still fall into the old trap of saying, oh, can we, okay, we shouldn't be doing that. It's going to cost money. And then I get, Steve, look, those days have gone. Yeah. There is a budget for that. Yeah. Like one of them is, uh, and you'll see more of this, we're inviting, one of my jobs is inviting former players yeah. back to attend on match days. Yeah. And normally you're just looking for local lads who 
you don't have to come too far. Uh, now, Steve, get that forget that mindset. Think about flying them in. If they're not in this country, we fly them in. Mark's got accommodation wow. in Manchester, very good accommodation. We put them up. I smell big Kev. <laughs> Saying nothing. <laughs> but you've got a good sense of smell. <laughs> and others. A few more confirmed there, but we'll be releasing that well in advance. So people yeah. can say, oh, I'm going to be. Yeah. The one person who will fill corporate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably Brett as well, if we get Brett yeah. back from uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's it, it just everything. I keep saying when Brendan came in, we got really excited because suddenly we had a manager who had money yeah. uh, and you know could go and spend it. And we, he was under pressure for the first half. He was under pressure to spend money. Never seen it before. It's got poor. And this with Mark is like Brendan Elwood on steroids because there's actually budgets for things that really matter to fans that previously because we wouldn't have a budget for it. But you wouldn't be able to think about it. But the idea of being able to fly. Uh, yeah, big Kev <laughs> and his wife back into the UK because it's right for the club, yeah. right for the fans. Tells you a lot about the direction the club's heading. That's awesome. Uh, I expect you to be booking. there. Now you said that. Well, I will. Yeah. Uh, me and Max have been looking at booking one for the. Yeah. But we're saying let's wait and see who the guests are. But now that's well, it's, game it, it's funny. I used to do them a long time ago on my birthday, and I just stopped because it was rubbish. I'll be honest with you. I uh, think was it Kyle Jacobs when he played was the last one I went to. Do you remember the right back? This Kyle, would have yeah, been just him, before yeah. your return. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, I hope it was before I came back. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, there's yeah. no heads and tails. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was. So Kyle Jacobs was the right been, back. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was just rubbish. I was, I was just like, what, I'm, well, it wasn't even the fact that it was 40 quid. I mean, it was a three, three course meal for 40 quid and you got to see the players and that. But there was no buzz around it. Yeah. There was no, mm. um, no, none of that. But well, we've taken it back now to how it was right. yeah, in the 90s. But what was really difficult during the last, again, pre the current regime was that we weren't in control of the food. Yeah. So no yeah, matter how massive many people brought to stay, how many kids, we were not in control of the quality of the food, the quality of the beer. And every time we met with the supporters cooperative, and yeah. you got the question, you knew <laughs> yeah. the half were going to be about awful beer, yeah. flat, overpriced, yeah. massive queues, awful offering of food. Yeah. Well, we've the, both the been on the court board and had that, haven't we? As well. We've both been on the court board and had yeah, that, haven't we? Both, we? Yeah, we've both, yeah. So many years, it was just... Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say, though, now, but now as a punter, having been in the concourse, uh, what, four or five matches now, not to queue for very long, no. not to queue at all in some cases. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, it's because there's a pride. I, I, well, the first time we did corporate with our own staff, so now, you know, they all have the Edgley Park branding, yeah. which mm. I love. Yeah, it's yeah. very simple. Yeah. I think it's very clever. Because we've got the Edgley Park branding now, every it gave me great pleasure the first game when we had the corporate back to say, now each and every person you see working in this room works for Stockport County. They're not some agency yeah. kid that's come along without any interest in the club. The chefs are our chefs. They've got a pride yeah. in the club. They want the team to win because they're part of us. Yeah, And that's come through. Uh, you know, the people who are behind the scenes, you know, you, you, you're Rick, you're Olivia, you're Mel Melissa, who handles all that very high standards and that's now being fed back through the food the beer was the one because the prices came down mm. and you could actually drink it yeah <laughs> <laughs> which was a, I, I tell you, when, when yeah. the lager starts looking like the guinness you've got to... <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah, with, it, it, that's much better and when you come back i hope you'll see that change but if you don't mm. again we're not you know we're not adverse to, to criticism yeah because nobody gets everything right but as long as it's constructive and we can do something about it, yeah. I think where I think where we get bogged down a bit because I'm I mean I'm on 
social media more than I care to admit. And I, I read a lot of comments, but and every time something is criticised at the club, I just think, I think of the bigger picture and I think, how can that be something that's really wrong? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Clubs not weak more than anything else. Like, yeah. The stuff well, that the we yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely yeah. And, they want, and to be fair, everybody wants those tweets. Yeah. They want yeah. to know about them. I think you, the team, the new team, uh, the off-field team, are very conscious of what's being said. Uh, you know that they look and they take note of what's yeah. been said, and it's flagged up, uh, and that's good. You know, you can't. You know, they don't spend all day reading. Yelling, no, no, no. Rubbish, <laughs> <but> <laughs> Imagine that. Oh. <laughs> I'll be a full time job. Uh, but there, are, there are things that come through, yellow board and, and other yeah. forums that are important. You think, you know what? We didn't think of that. Have we not thought of that? The stop mm. clock is right twice a day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> but I, I think that there seems to be this. This view, and we've mentioned it on air before, when when there is like a slight bit of when it is justified criticism, and there seems to be a school of thought that oh no, we, we shouldn't rock the boat. And I've said it from the start: if they're the right owners, they'll take on board criticism, which is what you said they've done, ah, which is fantastic. I mean, that, that couldn't be further from the truth. Mm. You can rock the boat yeah. all you like, and if the club are getting it wrong, they want to know where it's going yeah. wrong. I want to put it right. And there have been examples during the last uh, eighteen months, and I, I'm going to be careful because I've got to. I can't just say, oh, we used to always do it like this and look mm. like I'm adverse to change. Yeah, yeah, Because, you know, nobody likes change sometimes, but things improve. Yeah. Uh, but there have been times when you can see they're going down a certain path or we're, we're doing something a certain way. You think, that isn't the county way. Mm. That's not what we do. Yeah. Uh, or we do this this way. And people say, well, you know, we didn't do that there. It doesn't matter. We do it here. And to be fair to everybody that's been brought in, they listen to that and they're open to it. The original junior offering has changed because of Ian, Brenda's, and Jamie's input. Uh, and Olivia's really valued that because it, it, it's so important to get it right. And for them to be happy about it, you don't put 40 years in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. For, you know, for, for nothing, all those hard yards, and then get ignored. <laughs> On the contrary. Yeah. So, yeah, keep the, it sounds awful, keep the criticism coming. But, but if it's constructive yeah. and we can improve it, that's what we're all here to do. Yeah. And that's the role the supporters' cooperative play. Yeah, uh, that you know, people who and I used to that used to wind me up when you you read people saying, uh, "Oh, they're just lackeys, club lackeys." Who said that? On the contrary, mm. they give us a hard time. Yeah. They give us a real hard time in the last regime about and you know we, they got to meet Mark. They knew about the new owner way before everybody yeah. else because we can trust them. Mm. And the, the hard position they're in, we tell them things that are either commercially uh, confidential or, yeah. or things that timing wise we can't yet release. Yeah. And they have to sit on it. And it's up to the members to trust them to understand that there's a time when things get released. And to be fair, they've never breached the confidence. And because of that, we share information that you wouldn't believe. A, a very, very fine detail mm. information with them. And they're actually a, a pleasure to work with because we're all here for the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what we... We're all Stockport County fans. We're all hugely proud of the club we've got and we want it to succeed. And if that means a few people asking tough questions and... Let, you know, bring it on. Let's let's work together and get it right. And I'm just so pleased that we've got now uh, a board of directors and a, a group of people who actually welcome criticism and are not widely saying that. Or yeah. it, it, they're as county as we are. Yeah, that's because they're professional, isn't it? Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard a few times that um, oh, the, the the new regime. I'll call it the new regime. Well, no, I won't call it the new regime. I'll call it Mark Stott. Mark Stott's come in and some of counties lost and i've i've had discussions with people and said what what do you think's been lost what 
the fact that we're semi-professional has been lost. Well, I'm 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 happy about that. Yeah, I want yeah. Rochdale away. I want Oldham away. Well, maybe not Oldham, but you know what I mean. I want all that back because that's that's yeah. that's that's what I that's what I like about Rowan County. I don't want to go Colwyn Bay away. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want to be back up. The there, pandemic so. definitely didn't help in that respect. I think. Yeah. No, it didn't. Yeah. I, I must admit, the Colwyn Bay was when you realised that was the game. But I think we really have some. Yeah. 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 You, Th- that was mine. Yeah. Who. It's a place you go on holiday to for a week. <laughs> well, I had a wonderful day out, and then it came to like ten to three. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> such a good thing. Stay on the beach. But they're having selfies on the pitch in front of Cheetland. Yeah, mm. thinking that, that this is massive to them. And that's yeah. the problem we face even mm. now. You know, coming to Edgley Park, even more so now. Yeah, uh, with how it looks, it's everybody's Wembley. Yeah, and they beat us one nil, Colwyn Bay. If you remember, they did at home. Yeah, they think we, we drew nil nil away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the fans were rolling down the ground. Yeah, yeah. Was like, I enjoyed that. That, that was Colwyn. Oh no, no, um, that wasn't Colwyn Bay away. It was dry at Colwyn Bay away. There were people on the hill watching the match though for nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's some, there's some rolling down. Oh, was there? Second half, right, the okay. football. I saw a, a few others rolling down. Right, yeah, you, you might have done. Yeah, looking for his mobile phone afterwards. Still there now. Only he could. Yeah. Yeah, well, that 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 was the one for me. I mean, that was that was a t- the sort of the every every time we went lower, I thought, oh, this is a new low, and then we just kept on going lower. We've done a, I'll, I'll say it again, we uh, I say it every week. We've done a dark day series of podcasts. Yeah. Went up to episode five, I think, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and we cut, we chat all that all the way from Brian Kennedy selling the club for a pound, and we're just up to Ryan McKnight era if you're into morrissey's solo records and punching yourself <laughs> in the face <laughs> fucking love it but, 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 but my point is that that colwyn bay away game was the the away game that i thought this is look look at where we are yeah. and my uncle said yeah but remember this because when we do get back up I and mean, we didn't know what was going to happen obviously when we do get back up you could say you were there yeah. and I, I, that's the only yeah. positive i can take it's out of like james game. lyric again isn't it if i hadn't seen such riches i could live with being yeah. poor that should be yeah. on a flag yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It should be on a flag because yeah. it, it, it is it's you know we and I think in some ways those days have strengthened us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's when times are at the the worst that people do stick together. And mm. I was amazed at the fan, the fans, mm. the support during those days mm. in National League North. Thinking these people, and that's what it, it just fills you with pride seeing those same people yeah. turning up week yeah. out in National League on that those coaches going from the the finger post and the Bobby Peel and I think it. These people are incredible. Grizzled, battle-hardened veterans. Absolutely. Yeah. Every one of them. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're a broad church, as we know. Yeah. Uh, some of them do think sometimes you don't always agree with <laughs> but, but it is a broad church, and we everyone stuck together. And I think that's a big reason, a, a big part of the reason why we're on our way back. And clearly, it was one of the big things that attracted Mark to the club, the yeah. support. But you said something before that I, pleased me quite a lot when, when you said about he was at the Wrexham game and he was, he thought he was, he was over impressed almost that I'm thinking that's nothing yet. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's now that. When there's any exceeded expectations, it, it, they anticipate clearly knew we had a good, good following, but yeah. I think it was because we'd had a tough start and things weren't going. And, and that game could have gone toxic if we weren't careful. Look, yes. They, oh yeah. yeah. They scored so early. Yeah. 57 seconds. There wasn't everyone. Oh, Responsible fans knew that yeah. listen, give this time, there's a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, but the turnaround in that second half and the change, because the players sometimes have to get the fans going. But you mm. can't always rely on mm. the fans to, to get the players yeah. going. Yeah. It, it, it's not going well. It, any club, we heard from the Notts County fans before, so it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but that day, you could see that in that second half, once we'd got that goal, the player attitude changed and the fan attitude changed. And then mm. it, the whole thing then rubs off on each other. And by the end of it, the atmosphere was terrific. Mm. And again, the hair's always gone back and neck. We think about that as well. Yeah. The only one that rem- that was 
close to it was when we score when Scott Spencer scored against Chester. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the FA, FA Cup. That's one of my top non-league moments. Yeah. That with us. Like, that, yeah. Well, the goal was fantastic, yeah. and we nearly went Nathan Wolf at the bar. Didn't yeah, for about thirty yards out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's always remembered for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and his brother being a UKIP counselor. Yeah. <laughs> that. But that was uh, another moment. But that, and it was just great to turn round and look at Mark and see the pride. Mm. Uh, that God, this is great, and he's too fair. He's his kids, a lovely kid. That they were really into it. Were they? Yeah. <laughs> the young one, Joel and Reese. You can see them; they're filling with pride, yeah. and that's what it should be about because it is a great club. And oh yeah! Once you get into it, that's why the staff all got these roles at Vita, but they spend so much of the time at, at Stockport. I was going to say, is, is it Carl Gozen? Yes, J- J- JK's mentioned him a few times. He's the media guy. Is he? Is he a Vita guy doing county work? Or yes. Is, yeah. yeah. And then they've got obviously we've got. County guys as well now, like you've got uh, Liam Richardson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great, great lad, young lad. Has yeah. His way through, does a great job. Uh, but there's people that you don't see. Like there's an Alice Gregory who, who behind behind a lot of the output, right? Behind the County Heroes campaign, really in touch with, you know, what the fan base is all about, and always looking for ways to connect the fans, even during a pandemic, to connect the fans yeah. with the football club, and to to see that and have that those riches behind you. Uh, it's something we've never had before. I mean, a brand and marketing team. Mm. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> and I did the shop as well. <laughs> and if it didn't have my brother, I'd have been the bear. <laughs> so it's great to see it. Oh, love it. I mean, th- th- there was a point when um, Mark came in and it started to, th- the ground started to take shape. We said it on the podcast, didn't we? The back of the shop with the Stockport County at the old, like the old gate. Mm. That We said it on the pod that, yeah, they get us. They, they, they get it yeah. because you know you, you can you can spruce it up all you want but stuff like that's that's that sort of niche isn't it it's a nod to the fact that they and, and this is it again that they've said everything we do we want to respect the club's culture we're, we're coming we're coming in to add value to what's there not change things that work yeah and change things that are really important to the club and as i said before if i ever thought there was if you ever see me leave by the way then you know the or i've said something wrong on a pot on a podcast <laughs> 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 but no, that, that is, and that is, and that's why people like uh, Ian Watts, Marcus Heap, Des Hinks are all embraced. And when it comes to decisions about what we do, they're all brought in. Right. We had a similar little uh, issue with the museum. Hello, you. Don't forget, all our content is available in one place on the Fan Hub app, where we're the official content creators for County. Predict lineups, check in at games, and access fan content to increase your fan rating and earn rewards. Introduce friends to earn fan shares, and more importantly, we can prove conclusively who's got the best fans, if that's the kind of thing you're into. To join the fastest growing community of proper fans, visit fan-hub.com. Yes, oh yes we did. Yeah. uh, Leaked out that it was, and again, this was the club wanting to do it the right way and go, we're doing a fantastic business centre. Yes. But instead, it leaks out earlier than that, that all the stuff been taken out of the museum. They hadn't been put in a skip, a la People were told that we're going to be having uh, a proper museum, charting yeah. the, sorry, proper visitor centre, charting the club's history mm-hmm. all the way through chronicle order, where you can go in and have a coffee and, something, again, more professional. Yeah. yeah. And that isn't a slight on the museum, which was fantastic and helped the Hatters. God bless each and every one of them, the work they do. Uh, and that was a great place to, to, to call, though, you're getting me in trouble once because remember Malcolm Cook who was on the board, yeah. another terrific guy, wonderful guy. He he brought his mum to a game, and he said, uh, 
is there somewhere I can put her before I've got a few things to do? And oh yeah, we'll put her in the museum. She went, <laughs> I'm not that bloody old. <laughs> oh sorry, yeah. So this to center sounds better. But but yeah, it leaked out because we'd sent it. So about all we'd said to people was if you want to take your own things away and then bring them back so you know that they're safe, fine. Otherwise, they will be put in safe storage at the club, and that's what's happened. But again, the, because of the way it came out, I think Flinny had put something on yeah. uh, mm. Twitter. You know, yeah. It was late at night, so we definitely would have had a couple. <laughs> Jimbo as well, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it just came out the And I don't think there was any intent on anybody's part no. to, to create a problem. I just think it came out the wrong way. And that's why there's a lot to be said for doing things the right way Yeah, and making it professional. But it's... It was just sad that it, yeah, negative when, it, when there wasn't one. Yeah, I think I think to, to coin another song, Jarvis Cocker, we're a bit like a dog in the corner, aren't we? Because the fans are, we, we've because we've had we kick so many times. Because, yeah, yeah, we're sort of cowering a bit because because we've had so well, not so many bad owners, but since Elwood left and to Mark, well, you and Sonny sort of coming in, George Hudson, sorry, yeah. coming in, it, that, that that bit in between, it was run shambolically. Yeah, and again, I mean, it's easy to, and I don't like looking back because, you know, we should always look forward and we're not here long enough to, to start dwelling on, on mistakes. Yeah. But I don't really believe that any of those people uh, actually set out no. to make decisions to harm the club. There was naivety. Uh, mistakes were made. Yeah. We deserve to end up where we end up. There's, there's, people used to say to us, you don't deserve to be in this division. And I say, we actually do. Yeah. Because if you make bad decisions, this is where you end up. As chronicled in Dark Days, part one to five. Yeah. On. But, uh, which, which is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I don't, and, and I found it quite sad that there were people, and it is hard because I'd left, and you, you, you get disenfranchised a little bit, uh, and people start talking badly about yourself. You know, suddenly the things you thought you'd done well, uh, the new regime, sometimes, oh, that was rubbish. We, we do it better than that. And, yeah. Uh, it's difficult to, to take that sometimes. Uh, but I don't think any of them meant to cause the club any harm. And then I find it, I found it really sad that people like Norman Beverly, who put a lot into it, yeah. uh, didn't, couldn't, didn't feel comfortable to be able to come back uh, to the club. And of course, sadly, passed away yeah. uh and, and that's quite sad because the club as we said before it's a broad church people will make mistakes mm. but we're all in it together and i think everybody should feel welcome even if they have made decisions in the past that weren't quite right at the time yeah i i, I wasn't really thinking about that i was thinking more as a fan base we because we've because we've been on so much hardship we're almost untrusting of a, of a new owner like mark stott and and hopefully this will this will bridge some of that as well with, with you with you coming here and explaining things and and if there is you know I don't know the expression you you, you can shag one sheep do you know what I mean yeah yeah so you, you'll do it you'll do nine hundred phrase out of you right down the but yeah. you know you make nine hundred ninety nine really good decisions and then the last one because of yeah. what has happened in the past to yeah. us we all go oh no no he doesn't get the club but it. It's, Clearly, from what you've been saying, they do, and the whole team does, which is really, really pleasing. It's just to born hear. from this desire for everything to be black or white. I think that we've gone on about so many times. Yeah, it's just I'm bored of it. The now. problem with the world, <laughs> right? not not just football fans, but like the world. You can't be in the middle. You've got to have one way or the it's other. True. Yeah. I think that one of the one of the LBC presenters calls it uh, footballification. Which yeah, is about politics. Exactly. Yeah, and it actually is. People think you know, if you're not white, you've got to be black. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, sometimes you've got to accept that. You know. Yeah, that works. Massive. Some of that works as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what we've got. We've got, listen, all the things that the football club does well and has done well, we keep. Yeah. Mm. And we add value to that. And the things that hasn't done so well, we improve. And that's how I look at it. And that's what I can see being done. And it really warms me. When I saw the, the, the Stockport County AFC 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the again another early indication, as you said, you get it. Mm. That that's really important. Then you you look at conversations that are going on with Marcus and Des and Ian about the the history. Because history's you know we've got such a rich history that it's so important that we don't lose sight of that. And that's what happened when, if we're honest, when Sales Sharks came in, that that, that was so upsetting yeah. to see that. It's why people were very quickly disenfranchised. Mm. Uh, but this is the opposite to that. This is all about embracing that, but making it more professional. And uh, that's why I've never been as excited uh, as I am now. I, I'm, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> uh, I, I genuinely believe those days we had going to Molyneux and going to Main Road as well and beating teams yeah. like that, they're going to come again. Yeah. I bet you skip, skip into work, don't you, every morning? I don't go every morning. I don't have to every morning. Go, <laughs> I live in Bollington. It'd be a long skip. Yeah. <laughs> so looking at me, you probably notice I don't do a lot of skipping. Uh, but yeah, I mean, every time you walk into the, the ground, now you, you can walk in. Even pe people that haven't been for a while, like when we're bringing these legends back, you know, people like Mike Rogan who came in yeah. the week, uh, uh, Barney Daniels, who haven't been back since the 70s. And they remember what it was like then. They walk in just into the uh 1883 suites you know in the gym they're like oh my god mm -hmm. and then when they see the other bars it, like, i just got this is not, not what we expected and it's the same now with people because we lost quite a lot we're starting to lose business on the constant banqueting side it was tired you know it, mm -hmm. when it was built it was obvious it was mm -hmm. its day and funny enough that wooden paneling all came back in fashion about three times <laughs> yeah. the yeah. and the tiling in the toilet that i picked from pilkington's on a contrary wouldn't pay for them yeah. they came back in fashion twice so that that's how long it'd been there oh, but yeah. it needed we were losing business because people didn't like the the tape on the floor mm. and the, yeah cover up the holes in the carpet and now the business that we're getting uh as a real primary ven venue in stockport yeah. is great and it all goes well for the future do you think we'll see concerts again yes yes yeah, again, oh, don't, a... don't tell Liam Cash though. He came on he came on he came on the pod and he was like, worst thing you can do is have a concert on it mid-season. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather we do it mid-season. We'd, no, we'd, mid we'd, we'd do it as we did last time. Yeah. Uh maybe try and get a bit early. You've got to fit in with bands, but already again, as I said before, the things we did well, they want to embrace. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's something that did very well. And all credit to uh, Simon Dawson about the work he did uh, on that, which was terrific. Uh, and they were three incredible days. I mean, yeah. 42,000 people came into Stockport. Only 30% of those people were from Stockport. Yeah. So that's 70% of 42,000 people who'd never been before right. coming to our stadium. And that the Armoury did three months trading, three days. Yeah. Wow. Sensational. Uh, the rest of Edgeley, I mean, all the pubs. You know, people were turning up with vans. I, gen I genuinely cried. <laughs> when I got out of the taxi on Edgley, I just cried. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm losing it here. I can't, well, I can't... so busy, was it? Well, this is Edgeley. This is somewhere where I've come for like nearly 30 years of my life like once a week and it's only busy that once a week it's and then to see it like that gentrified and again those are things i was a bit like you mm. uh, i signed the safety certificate because nobody else has signed it <laughs> to lose there goes nothing direct. all the rest of all these big businesses they were like scared of losing if somebody, somebody died after three days hoping nobody died <laughs> Because I'd have been the one that went inside. I stood up there, <laughs> looking, out. <laughs> looking out over the all the people watching the the game and the game, sorry, the concert. And my dad was dying at the time over oh. in Stepping Hill, and it was a really emotional. That first uh, uh, Jackie Abbott, Paul Heaton, Jackie Abbott, yeah, they yeah. came on. Uh, I'll never forget some of those songs because actually resonates with thinking Absolutely, my dad's yeah. just over there. And but look at there, what would he think? 
if he was here seeing this now. Uh, so incredible time. What's the FK lounge? What? Right, people to it. All oh. the all the cladding you see on the front. So that one of the first things Mark did was reclad. Yeah. Got rid of that. What those red spots were all about, I still have no idea. I had well, the windows at one point. I thought that's where uh, the windows were going to be. Was it? No, what? we weren't allowed to have windows because of the planning, because of the right. housing behind. Uh, right, I, yeah. I just think, well, there's a Japanese guy involved. Like, <laughs> I don't know, there was some, it looked like the Japanese flag, didn't it, for a while. Uh, but that, so all that cladding was done by a company called F- FK, who right. are the kings. Yeah. And I've done a lot of work with Mark uh, on his other businesses. Right. So Mark, basically, as Mark does said, uh, you need to clad the cheetle end. Uh, and uh, I'll give you, a, I'll name a lounge after you. Right. And that's pretty much it. So that's, if you like, the premium lounge. Yeah. Fine dining. There's going to be a balcony, a little terrace that comes out on that. You notice there's doors up there. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Terrace Yeah. So you can be really cold in November. And we can get the, <laughs> we can get the title on there, like we did it in Eton, on the little decking thing. Oh, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Although oh. we, we wouldn't do that. We'd, we'd go on the pitch. Yeah. We'd yeah. Do it <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a really nice room. Uh, and uh, again, it's where you can take. You know, there's, there's so many different options now. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the number of people coming, in terms of the uh, corporate offering, has doubled, but they're spread over different areas. <laughs> so you've got your three course meal. You've then got the buffet option next door. You've got the FK lounge. You've got the Pareto lounge underneath, and then the Vita lounge, Wendy's bar as we know it, which was up wherever we used to like snuggle in. It was mm. it had a charm about it. Wendy's still there, but it's now the Vita lounge, and again. The, I don't know if you've seen them, but if you haven't, you must go and have a look around. They are unbelievable. So, which which one's this then? Is this the what? Is that the players? Where the players go? Players, yeah, the one yeah, yeah. bottom of the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very uh, tight and direct, very tight. cozy. Which we say now, it just looks. So it's all, but that's all been ripped out. Oh, and... it's just you. Want, I mean, there's underfloor heating in the, in the, in the, in the Pareto. It's, it, it is sometimes you have to pinch yourself that you're in the same. <laughs> and t- today, at the moment, it's a little bit sterile because they're just going through all the. Uh, memorabilia, the historical pieces to decide which ones to reframe. So, right. so they look uniforms. We haven't got random frames on them. <laughs> yeah, like this place. Uh, so, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, just like this place. Uh, <laughs> Screw up. But, uh, but yeah, so, so, so it looks still looks professional, but you've got all that history, that wealth of history there. Uh, and, and it's great. And it, it, to be proud, because the, the stadium was tired. We all know that. Nobody, you know, God bless Richard and everybody else involved. Richard Park was a fantastic chairman. Yeah, lovely man. One of the nicest men you could ever meet. Uh, but collectively, uh, there wasn't the money to do what's happening now. Yeah. So it was really make do and just try and keep it going and try and get success. Thankfully, uh, with Jim's help, we did. Uh, got up to the National League. Uh, but now you can walk through that ground with your head held high, full of pride. Yeah. Knowing that whoever visits, wherever the club they're from, they're going to go, geez, yeah. don't remember it being like this. Yeah. And I get great. I love showing people around uh, because it, it's just so great. Yeah, visit, won't we? Yeah, just on you that. Just do that. Come down and have a yeah. You know, oh, have definitely. A, yeah, yeah. Um, beer or something. Have a look around the place. I'm well up for yeah, that. I yeah, I've, I have got uh, someone's written in because we obviously people knew you were coming in. Uh, Anthony Win Stanley wrote in and said thank you very much for taking him around because he said that his lad was waiting for Rusk. Rusk didn't come out for quite a while. He spoke to you, and then you got chatting with him and took him around the ground and showed him everything. So he wanted to thank you. Oh, I mean, if we can't do that, then that's what makes Stockport County or Stockport County. Yeah. Is, because we can do that. And this young lad, I remember him because it was raining outside and it, it was, and he was singing Simon Russ Blue and White Army <laughs> to himself in the car park and his dad and it, every gone. Uh, but Simon had had his post-match meeting 
So I said, rather than you wait out here for him to come to his car, let's just go and find him. Right. <laughs> Brilliant. So we, and we took him in and we found him uh, in the Vita Lounge. And they're little things, aren't they? They're yeah. the things that, that we should get right. That kid's going to have gone into school on the Monday and been like... Oh, exactly. Chest held high, yeah. chest puffed out. Yeah, that's, that's what it's yeah. all about, isn't it? I got, I got to meet the manager. That. That's the day to give up. Yeah. yeah. But they haven't got time for the, the young ones and that, that's what we're about. And you could, you wouldn't get that. At, hence the, the kids banging on the front. <laughs> yeah. You can do that at Old Trafford or, or the Etihad. Mm. Uh, no. You can do it at Edley Park. Yeah. And you can scream at the goalkeeper. Put him off. Well, I noticed on Saturday against Stamford, um, obviously it was quit a kid. Yeah. Once it, um, I took I my me what me and my wife came and brought our two kids, but the amount of kids that were there, and then when we got the penalty, did you see them all rush down? Yeah. down? It yeah. was like that took me right back. That it was like yeah. watching the cop in the seventies. They just like if you saw if you can see the the smile yeah. on Mark Stop, Robert Elston, Johnny Vaughan's faces, yeah, Mark Dawson, all the guys. If you see the smile on their face when that happened, they love it because to them that's what makes us special. Yeah. That them kids can do that. Then you see them all run back up again. Yeah, yeah, they all disappear. Uh, they all disappear like, like, feral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, pipe the, the top of the steps or something. Well, he won't. He won't be smiling when it's like one all in the final minute and they're taking ten minutes to lob the ball back on the pitch. <laughs> well, yeah, he won't be smiling now. That's like I'm not. Well, we can have ball boys back now. This went because of COVID. Question. Right. Yeah. yeah, we we did ask that to ask you about the ball boys. Yeah, because of COVID, it was it was stopped. I figured it was like yeah. right. Relaxed. Okay. Through the. Uh, community trust. We're gonna have a ball boy coordinator who like knows. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Is it you? No, <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not me. No. Yeah. The, the the one thing I did want to touch on was Elston because when when Elston was appointed, I don't know if you saw the Twitter feed, but there's lots of people from Everton, Everton fans saying, "Oh, you've done, you've made the wrong choice there." I mean, I don't know Elston from Adam to be honest. I didn't I didn't even know he was at Everton. I don't know what he's done in the past. So there's a lot of negativity there, and some of our fans latched onto that. What what? What's the well, thing I, around? I know Robert anyway. I yeah. knew of him way before this because uh, my company, uh, we did some work with Everton. They were a, a prize for our TV show out in China. Uh, and I got to know Robert and his predecessor, Keith Wyness. Uh, and I was always really taken by the fact that Everton as a club were very community focused. Yeah. yeah. Under Keith and under Robert. Mark was really impressed by Robert's attitude to. Uh, the community and that's what he's all about uh, the example i gave you before about him why the players stopping there carry on yeah he's a stop put guy really focused on that element and that's what mark like mark's not stepping back no. uh, mark's got a lot on his plate yeah, yeah it's always going to be the case one but again this is all about this planning ahead mm. and us being and, and in some ways think why are we going so fast why, why are we trying to be championship before we are championship but he wants to put the building blocks in place i think it says a lot about the club that we can attract somebody of his status yeah ex-premier league run the super league that he has come to stockport that tells you everything about where it's going but the primary thinking behind that with mark and i know for a fact is because he knows that he'll also drive that community focus and make sure we don't lose touch with what we're about those little things we mentioned then about the kid coming in yeah yeah that's what he's all about and he was all about that at everton now clearly when you're a ceo of a premier league club There'll be people who will find reasons to be negative. I didn't see any of that because I'm not an Everton fan and I'm not remotely interested. Yeah. All I know is he does have the right attitude and a lot of obviously ability uh, in terms of being behind the scenes at a football club and making sure that it operates the right way in terms of being community focused. And it's that that attracted me. It's something to do with 
Mark thinking he can do big sponsorship deals or, or it's nothing to do with that. Right, okay. It's all about Robert being a Stockport person who is really keen on building that community football club folks at Edgeley Park. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, again, if I'd have thought it was anything different, I'd have said something. But I know Robert, so I knew it wasn't. Right. And uh, Mark, it's just all about that. And this is why sometimes, because he's obviously a very wealthy guy and he's got nice cars, people <laughs> miss the point. Although there was an interesting, there was a funny story that you won't mind me sharing. When, before the takeover, him and some of his colleagues, I had to show them around. They wanted to have a good look. He's got some you know, key strategic people behind him. Uh, a guy called Ken, who's very, very, Ken not very clever guy in terms of strategy and the stadium development and working with local authorities and so on and so forth. Really, again, lovely guy, but really talented. And I had to show these people around. So I said, right, what I'll do, I'll tell the staff, because nobody knew about this, that you come from the council and you're doing a pre-season inspection, which is not unusual. So Mark turned up in a Ferrari. I said, Mark, how am I going to convince these people that the council have turned up in a Ferrari? He said, it's not the one with the private wretch. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. And he, was just, he, was just, he actually had come from somewhere else, so he had no choice. Uh, but it's just, he's not about that. It, of course, he likes his cars. Has he got a helicopter? Uh, he's got a plane. Oh, get that. What? Get that on the pitch. Yeah, he's got a plane. But not going to like the cash, but the other bad enough. We want a plane on his pitch. But he, again, he shout about things, but that's not that's not him. He's got a play. Yeah, he's because he was going to. If it was, if we had to beat Yeovil last season to go up, yeah, he was going to. They're going to fly there. If it was all, you know, if it was all about that, this is what if I won the lottery and bought a football club, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> but it, oh wow! But he'll never. He won't mention that. I'm in, like, exactly yeah, 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 you're gone tomorrow now. But... Gone. but no, he's he's not. What he's about. He's more about that. And when you meet his, I, I, I was impressed when we met him because mm. how down to earth he was. Mm. Somebody with such that's been so successful. Bear in mind, he used to work for the Stock Product Express yeah. advertising, selling advertising. Yeah, he used to sell yeah. cars. So he's come from a, a humble background mm. to make himself what he is today. But what impressed me and the other directors was his whole down-to-earth grassroots attitude. He'd done his homework. He knew what the club was about and, and all that. And then when you meet his wife and kids, they're all the same. You know, they're all really lovely, friendly. Yeah. down to. Then he brought these new people in, and they were all the same. <laughs> uh, I think I think they're breathing these. Somewhere, <laughs> young, talented people, but who weren't up themselves. Or were actually really nice. And it made it, I guess, hey, they won't get everything right. Mm. mistakes may already have been made yeah uh, but i know hand on heart that when they make a decision they're doing it in the best interest of the football club there's no agenda there that you know that, that, that somehow trying to undermine mm. on the contrary yeah he hasn't put that sort of money in so what's the deal then well not, not what's the deal that sounds that sounds negative just inherently but the lady because we're, we're going to start doing an academy sort of section in the, on the podcast yeah, good. And, and, good. and the ladies as well uh, we've had a question about the cults which we probably haven't got time to go through but in terms of all that is is that all in in mark stott's thinking i think i think the answer is yes but if you could give us a bit more details abs, again abs, and i know this sounds like, like i'm just being ridiculously positive but <laughs> <laughs> it's because i can't be negative because i know what's going on and in terms of the academy, he's really big on growing our own players. Uh, you know, when you see the likes of Phil Foden, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, on Edgley, on my own nephew, Taylor Bellis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bellis, yeah, good old Taylor now in Andelect, uh, who Mark has watched. Mark really rates him as well. Signing him or yeah, well, he wasn't a bit too good for us. <laughs> uh, Give it a year, <laughs> and he's an accounts fan as well. You know, yeah. well, it was great when he signed for Blackburn, and he said, "Who do you support?" So, well, people say you can't support two teams. He said, "My granddad was a big City fan." So uh, 
and he always says to me, I'm paying my wages. <laughs> but he mentioned Stockport County first, yeah. you know, and he was at Nuneaton on the terrace. Right. Ne- yeah. Hates all that fans. It wants to be with the fans. And, but Mark is really big on developing our own talent. Brought in uh, Damien Allen, who was working for him at the his box. Damien's a talented guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Damien, of course, went on two China tours. He, he played in China for the youth team. We took the youth team out. We, we took the first team in 2002. Yeah. So 2001. And we should have taken them again in 2002. But SARS took hold. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we couldn't take the team clearly. Then 2003, we weren't sure whether it was safe. So we took the youth team. It's like they died. And they all came back. Anyway, Damien was one of them. And he played for the first team out there. But so he's got a real history with the club. That's the point I'm making. He's got history with the club. And he, was, he came through the youth setup. Uh, so you've got that again, that link and that uh, authenticity with him that he's part of the club and he's really big on it and that's why of course now we've got the uh facilities over at stockport sports village yeah and we've got the box football where they train mark's intention clearly is to have our own yeah state-of-the-art training ground when you, know, that, you can't do that overnight yeah a lot of his plans of course you know, we're going to need council support uh going to need some you know we're going to want some commercial support but, you know, having seen what we've seen, there's no doubt he'll deliver on these things. Mm. So the, the academy is crucial, and that's being built as, you know, stage by stage, and we want to produce in our own players. And it was very nice last night in the Cheshire Cup to see some of the younger lads yeah. Yeah. on the bench. Great to watch them the other night at Edgeley Park yeah. uh, with the freedom and see so many there. I mean, it's 500, 566 500. to watch yeah. uh, an FA Cup <laughs> qualifying game. Uh, at youth team level, some, there's some teams in our division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be mentioning no names, Boreham Wood. They'd be happy. <laughs> They'd be quite happy with that. And then the ladies again. And this was, I mean, I'm very proud of the fact that in 1991, I, I was behind getting mm. the first ladies teams set up. And in fact, we used to have uh, Jim Gannon used to coach them yeah. as a player to get his badges. And the club really bought into it. And of course, we produced internationals. Uh, Amanda Barr. Well, that's the one, Amanda Barr, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amanda Barr went and played for England and played at the top level. Uh, and then, of course, during that period when the club had other priorities during that the dark days, yeah. Yeah. as you mentioned, all that sort of drifted away. Uh, so when we came back and got together, George, myself, Richard, Gary, uh, Malcolm, the team, Simon, when we all came back together, we wanted to bring those things back on board. Uh, and the ladies is a crucial part of that. Yeah. because uh, and There are 13 ladies teams. Uh, and part of my role is now to be, if I've got a meeting on Friday, is making sure they're supported, yeah. strengthen that liaison, trying to encourage fans to support them as well. Yeah. Uh, and then the Colts, of course, is like the community side of what we do. So it's yeah. not all about elite. Yeah. Uh, it's not, because it's it shouldn't be all about elite either. You know, yes, there's always a place for an elite academy. Yeah. Let's not kid kids. And I hate this around, I've seen it all around the world where people create academies and Create false hope amongst young kids that they're well, going to make Well, look at Macclesfield. It. Is it three grand for that twelve-week course or something? Was that a Mac or? Well, that was Robbie Savage's. Was that, was that just a thing? I think or was so. It part yeah, of Pro Mac Acad- at the time, Pro Academy. Yeah. I think for well, they, they were charging forty quid a kid for an hour session. Yeah, well, I see it all around the world. You've got yeah. the big clubs have all got branded academies. They're not mm. academies. They don't mm. pay for play commercial football schools yeah. that rich kids run around in a whatever it is. Juventus, Juventus yeah, 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 whatever, so, yeah. And there's not a chance in the world they're ever going to play. Yeah. And I really dislike that. Yeah. It's dishonest. Our academy is an elite academy that is about, you're only, you're in there if you're good enough to play. Yeah. Not your ability to pay. Yeah. yeah. But there's also room for kids who want to put the county shirt on. And if you make it, if they're good enough, then they can, of course, get to the academy. But there's also room for a community 
level. Yeah. And that's where the Colts comes in to, you know, so people can go in there. We don't know what their abilities when they arrive. They can go in. We know they'll be looked after, that the supervision is very good, that the welfare is right. Yeah. Pastoral care is right, as it should be with any uh, youth or child initiative. Yeah. And the the ladies have got a development squad as well, a development team set aside from the, yeah, sort of the main body. Yeah. And we're looking, you know, we're going to have having talks on, on Friday about other things. And there's, you know, there's now talk about a ladies' academy right. uh, as well. Nice. Uh, because, of course, the, the ladies' sport is still the biggest growth sport in the UK. Yeah. yeah. That's gone on in leaps and bounds. But again, it's all about having the resources to back these things. Yeah. We've never had it before. You know, even to an extent in Brendan's days, we didn't have this. Yeah. And uh, now we have. And that's another one. When I'm talking about people coming back, uh, we've got uh, Paul Williams, Big Willow, of course, who's Brendan's uh, son-in-law. Uh, him and Brendan are uh, two of the people who will be between those who will be coming back as guests. Right. That'd be really interesting there. Because Brendan did so much for the club. Yeah. Uh, and he always says that the biggest regret he has is, selling it to South Yard. He said, if he'd known what, mm. what was going to come, he would never have done it. And yeah. I believe that because yeah. he's a genuine guy. It was uh, good to see him at the, at Mike Flynn's game. Yeah. Him, that, was, that was brilliant. He's right, a, yeah. he's, he, I mean, he put the club on the map yeah. along with, you know, with a, a few others. Yeah. And he's in you. Uh, so there's so many. I mean, I was hoping you weren't going to ask me what my highlight of being at the club was because there's so many. Literally, well, so, someone asked that, didn't we? And we just thought, well, where do you even start with that? Yeah, yeah. So there's so many uh, highlights it, right up to the, you know, the current day. I mean, we yeah. couldn't name our highlights, so yeah. yeah well, I mean, <laughs> maybe we we cover you know we we cover some of those in future pods. You know, yeah. sort of the history and some of the highlights. Um, just to rewind thirty seconds or a minute, um, county season ticket holders getting free at county ladies. Yes. Um. So they play Sundays at two o'clock. Yes. Generally, home games. Yeah. Um. Obviously, there's away games as well, but you know what I mean. Do you think there's potential um, to have? The ladies' game on at Edgeley Park before we'll getting to the point. Yeah, I mean, clearly we've got to protect. Yeah, the, the pitch. A lot of investment's gone into the. Yeah, it's funny. The game last season when we played Hartlepool, all the people saying how great the pitch looked, and then we dug it up the next <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. People like couldn't get their head around it, but it wasn't good enough. Mm. You know, underneath that there were, there were issues. Yeah, great to get Liam Cash back by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And again, another example of the club doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, bring back somebody who knows that ground inside out, who's passionate about the football club. That pitch, just like the chef who wants that food to be right because it's Stockport County. He wants that pitch to be right yeah. because it's Stockport County. So we've got to protect that, clearly. But there is appetite there, certainly, for particularly if it's a cup game, yeah. like the, the other night, to get them on the pitch there and make it a big yeah, thing. Of it. We've, we've got to really, you know, support them because they've they, been like the juniors for many years, have been surviving yeah. through their own means now we've got the opportunity to give them more support yeah no and having been part of the coaching staff there and i know jane and op it's yeah. a really good setup as well really that's really for that's a, jane and peter the stalwarts yeah well Ian and brenda yes yeah, so i thought ladies, i thought i thought that's who you'd be meeting yeah um yeah what else because we're running out of time we've got five minutes left um i've got loads written down and we probably can't we're not going to get through it all so we, we were asked quite a few questions about um, China and Stockport Tiger Star, and whether that would that's something that's I think we could do that again because I think China in itself that could be a podcast on its own. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, yeah. I do a lot of public speaking. I'm doing one next month at a, a big club in Manchester. I've never had the opportunity to really do it in Stockport, right? Because I was doing it on behalf of UK Trade Investment all over the country in those years when I wasn't at the club, still promoting the club, and because we were used as uh, a role model of how as an SME can actually make an impact. In one of the world's biggest markets because of the way we approached it so i think that in it's that 
is a whole other story yeah. and there's some great on it you can imagine what it's like taking yeah. footballers some of whom wouldn't make your quiz team <laughs> to a place like china it was, it was Briggsy we had on talking about it yeah yeah Briggsy and yeah. uh rob claire as well he came on and yeah, rob, yeah was rob was on Briggsy, it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We have more than that though from that we've, team. Had, we've had a few more yeah, yeah. when you look at the team that went to the second one i mean you look at the ch- i was in china years later they couldn't believe uh, Ricky Lambert, Ricky Lambert yeah. for England, yeah, uh, I'd been to China with Stockport, yeah, you know, like, oh, and there's another one as well. There's the other one was now Ricky Lambert, anyway, one other, but yeah, that's I think that's a, a show on its own, yeah, potentially. <laughs> no, we'll do that again, um, yeah, because all the other bits that I've got to speak about are really um meaty bits, and we're running yeah. out of time, so yeah. I don't think it's a time for anything meaty, is it? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> until I get home and have my tea, no, um. Just a few bits of admin, obviously, for the show. Um, download the Fan Hub app. You get all our content in one place. Um, got over 460 county fans in the Fan Hub app now, which is really good. Um, Andy Birchnuff is doing a fundraiser. Um, I don't know when because it's not on his poster. Um, is it February? Is it February? Yeah. Uh, for prostate cancer. So Jim Gannon, John Parkin, and friend of the podcast, Nick Clark, is going to be guest speakers, yeah. I guess, yes. for that. Um, so search Andy Birchinoff on Twitter for that. Uh, and then we've just teamed up with uh, Geordie Hatter for the Away Day show. Yeah. Um, and his first guest is... It's me. Mr. Nick Lee. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to the yeah, game. Yeah, this is <laughs> in house. Perpetual annoyance. Like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not annoyed enough by me on air, then you can be annoyed by me on a Saturday morning. Yeah, so if you've not heard of that, uh, basically, Geordie Hatter does a, a away day show. Every time we play away, he does a show in the morning or early afternoon, I think. Half nine. Uh, is, 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 I've had to set my alarm. And is it, is it always in the morning or is it early? No, afternoon? it's morning, half nine, right, Saturday okay. morning, yeah. So you can listen it, back afterwards, though. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he does that on a live station called Mix LR or Mixler. So search for Geordie Hatter on Mixler. Give him a follow. And if you're doing nothing on Saturday morning, then, then listen to that. Some tunes, some county chat. <laughs> Bit of a poll, and all being well, I, I'm full on Mr. Radiohead on Saturday because I'm going on Absolute Radio as well. Because County are the team that they're following. We are. In fact, I did the one down at I did interview down when we were at Weymouth. Oh, uh, right, okay. We beaten Wrexham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so they were following so we Wrexham were first, first yeah, weren't so they? Yeah. I did the first two because I, I actually only I did it. I thought it was just one show, but then a friend of mine uh, actually sent me a message. He obviously lives down there somewhere. I've just heard you on Absolute Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Then I remembered, I'd like, I almost forgot I've done it. I've had a drink since then. <laughs> you enjoy that they're good lads. Yeah, I'm a big fan of both of them. Yeah, like, good lads. Especially, yeah, Matt, I love Matt Ford as a comedian as well, so I'm looking forward to we can shoot the shit comedy-wise, can't we? I can say I'm Ooh. a stand-up as well, and he can go, no, you're not, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think, I don't think I've missed, is there anything I've missed, Nick? I, t- I tend to miss stuff and then think about well, it later when I'm in bed. I'll, I'll be on my bus home. And I'll say, you know what? Russ didn't tell everyone about the big giveaway of a million pound. <laughs> um, As I said before, if you need anything else from me, you know, more than happy to, you know, pop yeah, along whenever you excellent. want. Really enjoyed your company. Yeah, excellent. definitely. And no, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Good stuff. Right, here we go. I'm going to close the show out. Have a look at this. Uh, where am I going? Not that one. Yes, it is that one. Right, cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Scarf Bagara War. Hosted, written and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. Additional support is provided by Pete Wilson. The title track is by Dan Johnson with the voice of the legendary Richard Harmwell. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to download the Fan Hub app and consume our content there. 
the Scarf Bagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Thanks for listening. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.